You hate them, I love them. I I don't necessarily hate them. Okay. I don't I don't hate clowns as much as I hate dolls. I Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like we briefly mentioned clowns maybe in the doll episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think clowns were somewhat mentioned. Honestly, the most scared I've been of a clown is probably Pennywise, not from the movies. Oh, in the book. In the book. The yes. Stephen King book fucked me up. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I read some of it in high school. I didn't finish it, which is why I asked you what happened when you did read it. Yeah. And I just remember picking up that book and reading the first chapter and just feeling like chills down my spine being like, oh, I get why people read Stephen King now. Like, this is really fucking good and freaky. That is good like top notch Stephen King. Honestly. I think, I mean, I've read like a few of them. That's my favorite by far. I just think it's his peak. Except there is a point where, and I've told you this and I've told everybody this who will give me the chance to tell them. Okay. But just adjust myself. I want to sit crisscross applesauce. Okay. There is a literal <laughs> point in the book where you can, and it's like a chapter. It starts, the chapter starts and you're like, oh, he's on drugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, it goes from being a pretty steady, straightforward story to boom, space turtle. Boom, kid orgy. <laughs> yeah. Is it a space turtle? It's a space turtle. So the turtle is like a planet? It's, it, it spoilers, it's a space turtle for anyone who wants to read the book that is it. Uh, yeah, there's a giant space turtle. I think it's supposed to be God. I mean, that's my interpretation of it. You know, that reminds me of Avatar The Last Airbender when it was like everyone believed the whole of the Earth was on the back of a turtle shell. See, maybe this turtle thing has some leverage and I just didn't know. I mean, but they reference it. The great thing about like the new movies is if you pay attention, there's little turtles everywhere throughout the movie. So they're like referencing the book, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. I do like that. I never was scared of clowns. I grew up thinking I was supposed to because of Rugrats and Chucky Finster, who was scared of two things. Chucky Finster had two fears. His first fear was clowns, but Uh his second, which I think was a more intense, more severe fear, which I understand is the man on the oatmeal box of Quaker Oats. I don't know if you remember that, because it's Are so long about, like, ago. The Benjamin Franklin motherfucker? Yeah, but he's a Quaker. It's Quaker Oats. Oh. He looks like like Benjamin Franklin or George Washington, but you know that dude? That was yeah. like a that was like a subplot of Rugrats is that Chucky was terrified of the oatmeal box. What the fuck? Yeah. How do I know this? Also, I'm so outdated on my fucking Rugrats knowledge. I know. It's okay. I'm gonna interrupt to see. I've noticed new people in the chat, and the thing is is we're recording a podcast that we really like to stream and we do read your comments we just might not always respond because we're recording podcasts podcast. sometimes we'll respond but when we're done recording i sometimes stay on for a while and we'll continue talking so don't worry unfortunately kelly won't be able to stay late tonight because we've already started super fucking late yep. but we do see you guys sorry and we like you and we like you we're just isars so, so I feel scared like of the Quaker Oats guy. Yeah, he's scared of the Quaker Oats guy and clowns. And I grew up being like, clowns is a thing I'm supposed to be scared of. And I would see a clown and like sometimes I'd pretend that I was scared of clowns because I thought that was the cool thing to do. Yeah. But 
I never actually was. And now that I'm grown and I don't, like, lie about my interests anymore <laughs> to seem cool, I'll just flat out say clowns have never scared me. I think they're funny. <laughs> so it's funny that you pointed out because I never really thought about the fact that they really do try to shove clown fear on you very early on. Yeah, there's an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Actually, that's the only clown thing that ever scared me, was that Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. Are You episode. Afraid of the Dark is terrifying. Yeah, there was an episode where it was, I used to get it confused with the Mary Kane Ashley mystery <laughs> movie. Uh-huh. Where um, it's at a carnival, and the kids are like, there's a evil clown in the fun house at the end. There's a, there's six doors, and if you pick the wrong door and, and it's the clown, he's going to kill you and you won't be able to escape. This one kid's like, yeah, right. And he goes in and he's opening all the doors to try to find the clown. He finds the exit door, which is like the fourth one. But he's like, no, no, I want to find this clown. So he opens up the one that's clearly a giant door. Right. Pops out a clown that's not real. And he's like, oh, what an asshole clown. Like, this is stupid. I'm going to steal the nose to show my friends there's nothing to be scared of. So he steals the clown's uh, little squishy nose. Put that back. That's not yours. And then the clown haunts him? Through his nose. Because he wants his nose back. Well, that, I would so, too. So shit starts <laughs> happening in his house. Some entity is, like, coming after him, and it, like, burns his popcorn and makes his microwave go crazy. Because he wants and, him like, to smell bad popcorn to remind him that everybody needs a nose. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that and popcorn, like, a carnival. Like, he kept smelling carnival smells, so, like, popcorn was being made, but mm-hmm. then it, like, got burnt, and then, like, he tries to lock himself in the room, the room's, the do- start, door starts jiggling and all this stuff, and the kid freaks out, and he's like, oh, my God, this clown's after me. So he runs back to the carnival and gives the clown back his nose, and it stops. Oh. See, he should have just taken his nose. He should have just died. That would have been a much better ending. Yeah, that's why I preferred scary stories to tell in the dark, because in those books, the kids do die. Yeah, I mean, the kids should, should die. Don't be stupid. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> don't steal shit from carnivals. Why don't we just take those books that teach you about morals, and we take the spooky stories, and we just combine them? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would teach kids. That right? would that would teach kids. Scare tactics work. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Especially on children. Well, sometimes scare tactics can also backfire. Like for me, with oh no. my mother, it's a small. It was a small scare tactic, but I don't know why she told me this because never in my life have I had an interest in getting my tongue pierced. Okay, just hear me out. So when I was little, I thought alternative people were cool because they aren't. So I always like wanted blue hair and all this stuff because I had I had things like a mermaid Barbie with hair to change color and crap like that. Yeah, like it's pretty. I basically wanted to be like a My Little Pony. It's a bunch of fucking colors. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, cartoon characters have crazy colored hair all the time. And, Anime. Yeah, and you don't have to be, like, a punk rocker to have that color hair. I just wanted to be pretty. You just wanted to be a mermaid. With an alternate hair color. Yeah, I just wanted to be a mermaid. I wasn't, like, trying to get my face tattooed. So, um, not that there's anything wrong with being your face tattooed. I'm just saying that wasn't the look six-year-old Katie was going for. So, my mom would just randomly try to, like... Just tell me how ugly tattoos are and how awful face piercings are. And she doesn't get it. And they're disgusting. And that they can make you sick. And you can get poisoning and die from them. And all this stuff to try to freak me out of piercings and tattoos. Right. 
And so, and so now we have two. Completely un... <laughs> yeah, and so now I, I have... Well, I have a nose piercing and three tattoos. Three tattoos. I sorry. forgot. Yeah, because yeah. I got this one. Yep. It's hidden. Anyways, um, so unprompted. I don't know what brought this up because I've never had an interest in tongue piercings, but my mom told me when I was like maybe six or seven, you know, Katie, a lot of people, if you get your tongue pierced and it's done wrong, your tongue can fall out. And I, and I told her, I'm like, that doesn't sound real. It sounds made up. And she goes, no, like it can get infected. And that infection will like, she just made up a bunch of shit to make it sound really legit, or at least to a seven-year-old. Right. And I was like, oh my God, like, why would anyone risk having their tongue fall out? Like, man, I guess you have to be really clean with that. So fast forward to about eight, nine-year-old Katie, like one to two years later, my friend is moving down the street just to a bigger house in the same neighborhood. Mm-hmm. One of the mover dudes was probably some dude in his mid-twenties who had like a bunch of tattoos, gauges in his ears, and a tongue piercing. Yeah. And so his gauge was about the size of a pencil. So we kept giving him objects to like put through through his ears because we were all like fascinated by his gauges because we had never seen gauges before because we're just like, you know, middle class suburban kids. Mm -hmm. He tried to do some like thing with his tongue piercing when the kids was like, oh my God, do you have a tongue piercing? And he was like, yeah. And he like showed it off to try to like freak him out. And I said, you know, if you... (laughs) Oh, no. You know, if you get your tongue pierced strong and it gets infected, your tongue could fall out. And all the neighborhood kids just kind of looked at me like, you idiot. What? What are you talking about? So anyways, uh, he goes, so your mom told you that? And I was oh. just like, yeah. And he goes, it's not true. She just told you that to freak you out. And I was like, what? And everyone started laughing at me and making fun of me. And they were like, I can't believe you thought your tongue could fall out. And I was just like, So then you went and got seven tongue piercings to show her off. (laughs) Yeah. No, I should have just gotten, I should have like been really passive aggressive and gotten like the underneath of my tongue pierced. Like that part. I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually do it. But if I was that passive aggressive, I wouldn't be like, your tongue fall out. Because I honestly don't think I could handle the pain of actually piercing through the tongue. I would respect that level of rebellion. But luckily, I wasn't that much of an asshole. Yeah. So. Because that doesn't seem like it would play out well. I have a belly button ring that still has a scar, so. I would say, I thought that thing was gone. Oh, I mean, like, it's, you can still see the hole, but. I used to, I remember in high school, a lot of my friends would, like, get a belly button ring. Because I had a, I mean, to be fair, high school Katie had a very cute flat tummy. So everyone's like, you look so cute with a belly button ring. And I'm like, I know, but I just don't want it. Because I like, I, I just. Don't want that pain. Okay. I had I had a friend in middle school who got it done and it got infected and it freaked me out. So. Yeah, <laughs> shit gets infected all the fucking time. Yeah, dude, I told you how mine had to be the needle had to be put through twice. Yeah, yeah, man, fuck that. And the flat tummies, that shit doesn't. It's bad. Anyway, how did we get here from clowns? I don't know. I don't know, but I know that on my clown topic, I'm talking about juggalos. Yes. Juggalos yes. and juggalettes. Can you um, talk about clowns without talking about juggalos? I can't think about clowns anymore without thinking of motherfucking juggalos. Um, also want to do a quick shout out to our dear friend Gossett's podcast, Remedial Juggonomics, which I have been listening to, which may or may not have inspired me to pick this topic. 
his podcast if you want to go check it out. So he's listening to every single ICP Insane Clown Posse, for those of you who might not know what ICP means. It's um, a rock rap duo that started in the early 90s of uh, these two dudes who call themselves Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope. In my opinion, the group is mostly Violent J and Shaggy 2 Dope is just sort of there. Right. But Gossett's going through every single song they have ever made in order on the albums. Oh, in order? Oh, okay, by, by album. By album. So he's starting with song one, song two. So each episode is, a, is about a different song. So he's right. listening to everything they've ever made. And he talks about his opinion of it and, like, how he thinks about it and, like, maybe the inspiration for them and all okay. this goofy stuff. Some of them, I'm going to say, are fucking downers because they sing about some pretty awful stuff sometimes. Other times, it's pretty funny. So you can imagine uh, a lot of their songs feature a lot of um, domestic abuse. Use use and abuse of women, drugs, a lot of killing people, like a lot of just straight up murder. Yeah, and uh, just be, been murder, like about like, being in and out of jail, about being disrespectful to people overall. And you can imagine the fan base that brings in. And as someone who's listened to a lot of like potentially controversial like metal growing up, I can't be like too upset about it. But I gotta say. It's not, the, my cu- it's not my cup of tea. I would say the problem, though, is a large part of, like, their following. Because they're following... They basically target low-class middle America. But one thing I noticed in some of their songs in their first album is they hate racists. Well, that's So good. they're not racist. They're just sexist. Right. So... You know, so you win take some, your victories you lose. where you can. Yeah, you win some, you lose some. Um, a lot of their songs are very sexist, but they do have songs about like killing racists in the South. Um, they're from Detroit, so they're not from the South. Mm. But the ridiculous thing about the Insane Clown Posse that makes them different and Juggalos, which is what their fans call themselves, kind of like the Bayhive for Beyonce, Animals for Kesha, yeah, all that. Little monsters, little little monsters for Little Gaga, Gaga. Yeah. and like believers for Justin Bieber. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I forgot about believers. Yeah, believers are a fucking thing. They you know, were a thing. You know, Billie Eilish was a believer. I know, but I, I love her. But I also get it. Like when he was big, she was like five. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like. Us with, like, insane. Us with, like, insane yeah. Spears, like, the Backstreet everything. Boys. It's the same deal. So Spice I can't, Girls. Yeah, I can't be upset. Spice Girls are fucking icons. I mean, yeah. Nobody calls Justin Bieber an icon. He's not. He one time peed in a mop bucket, and that's really fucked up, because someone had to clean up his pee. <laughs> Never mind. His icon is that mop bucket. <laughs> <laughs> now Kelly takes it all back. <laughs> Take it all back. He's for mop buckets everywhere. Yeah, there's a video of him online peeing in a mop bucket at a restaurant. Yeah, And I'm like, that's so fucked up. Because the thing is, is that the person cleaning wasn't there, so they're going to continue cleaning with that bucket, and his piss is going to be all over the floor. That's gross. I know! It already smells like piss in there. <laughs> so anyways, um, what makes ICP and their followers different is that they are the only fan base that the nation recognizes as a 
organized gang. Okay. 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 Only in certain states, but there has been gang activity and arrests in at least 21 states. Yikes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I realize that I said that kind of, like, horrified and a little impressed, and I think that's perfectly accurate for how I feel. Like, I'm not impressed <laughs> by your gang activity, but I'm impressed... That the government was like, that the government yeah, has acknowledged now. it based around a fucking band. So. Yep. Yep. And the thing is, is that the actual duo group constantly tries to say they have nothing to do with the gang activity and they don't want that and they never wanted that to happen. Meanwhile but, in their music. Meanwhile, their followers. Yeah, meanwhile in their music. <laughs> but meanwhile, their followers are like, no, we're a gang because, I mean, a lot of stuff they sing about in their songs is related to gang activity. Yeah. So I don't know what they were going with that, but I honestly feel like they started making music and never expected to be as big as they are. There's a whole festival surrounding around them. That's a lot. Yeah, it's called The Gathering of the Juggalos. I bet they're making so much money. Oh, they're making bank, but it's basically like a mini, like a mini Bonnaroo or Coachella, but I've just rap rock artists it's um oh okay so it's not just it's it's mostly them but they'll have other people guest as musical artists and it's like a weekend event Hmm. yeah there's at least over a million people in america who identify as a juggalo or juggalette a million Mm -hmm, just over a million people wow some surveys say i don't know where they i don't know where those numbers came from but they were there i want more numbers of all the jugglers and juggalettes, how many paint their faces? Probably most of them. Have you? I have some photos that I just realized are on my laptop and not here to show you guys, and I'm really mad I didn't send them to myself because they were some pretty great photos, and I do want to eventually show them to you. All right, so here's the thing: a juggalo, feminine juggalette or juggala. In Spanish. Juggalo! Is a fan of the group Insane Clown Posse or any other psychopathic records hip-hop group. And I also want to give a shout-out to the ICP song, Psychopathic, where they say psychopathic. They don't say psychopathic correctly. I think they're doing it on purpose. They also, are. I would like to point out that it said the Juggalos, Juggalettes, Juggalas, they're fans of the Insane group clown posse or any other psychopathic records hip-hop group so that means they have a fucking monopoly on that shit yeah do you not do you like icp you're a fucking juggalo do you like any other record that's been produced by psychopathic guess what you're still a juggalo (laughs) this is what you signed up for in recent years criminal groups began using the name juggalo and associated imagery from mainstream juggalo culture as a result juggalos have been classified as a criminal street gang or a and i quote loosely organized hybrid gang um by government and law enforcement agencies including the federal bureau of investigation and the national gang intelligence center in the states of arizona california pennsylvania and utah so they're officially known in those four states but the juggle gang sets have been documented by law enforcement in at least 21 states Including those that do not recognize Juggalos as a gang at the state level. So there's four states that have such a Juggalo gang activity issue. Right. But they, they have to recognize them as a gang. So one thing I found really weird in my research about Juggalo gangs, because I had to look up 
juggalo gangs and their gang activity. Um, which a lot of it was just depressing. Yeah. Because it's just gang activity. It's robbery, like... Murder. Murder, arson, uh, gang rape, like, all kinds of just things I don't want to know about. Right. Uh, that aren't fun to talk about in any way. Um... But some podcast somewhere, I'm sure, is doing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. It's just not us. Uh, sorry, I don't really enjoy talking about sexual assault. Um... Oh, no. Contrary to popular belief. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) So Juggalo gangs band together under the Juggalo banner in order to engage in patterns of criminal activity. Unlike members of the general Juggalo subculture, these gangs have handbooks detailing gang ranks and responsibilities. So there's literal books they keep ranking people in the gang, logging their gang activity... Kind of like a receptionist secretary for their gang. Say what you want. At least they are organized. That's that's why they had to consider them a real gang is because they're organized. Oh, okay. Is that like a thing? And they commit crimes for a financial gang. Yeah, there's there's a difference between um people who commit crimes and then like a gang. I guess I never really thought about it. I was just yeah. like, a gang is like a group of people who all identify together and they do it together. But I didn't think of them as organized. When I think gang, the first word that pops in my head is not organized. There has to be some sort of organization. Well, I, now that I'm yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, that makes complete sense. Yeah. but I just never thought about it. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of idiots. Otherwise, who it's just like commit I'm random. Don't do this. <laughs> like for a gang, you typically have to have like a name, a shirt. Or, like, because there's a difference between a cult and a gang as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, wow. (laughs) I'm glad you're realizing so much right now. (laughs) I'm having a very reflective moment. I just never really considered how they were related in any way, shape, or form. And I never considered the organization part of it. And now Mm -hmm. my brain is just, like, making all of these crazy connections I just, at once. I it's just can't like, believe they have journals, like, logging their shit, and, like, my mind immediately goes to, like, some juggalo, like, sitting on his bed with his journal with his legs crossed <laughs> behind him, just being like, today I burned down the donut shop because they wouldn't give me an extra free donut. And I said I wanted a croissant. Because <laughs> those are the kinds of crimes I imagine juggalos doing. Burning down donut shops. Like petty shit. Like petty dumb shit. shit. Who comes after a donut shop? And it's because they all want to strive for this trailer park ideal. Of, like, I'm going to do the most ridiculous shit for $100 because $100 isn't a lot to some people, but it is to, like, super poor people. We just don't beautify the trailer park life enough. And I... Okay, look at trailer (laughs) park boys. Um, I know! Anyways. um, Why can't we have a cult or a gang... Jesus. Who likes trailer parks? A gang around trailer park we boys. We do. Oh, around trailer park boys. Yes. That seems like a much better gang. It's full of cats and wonky glasses mm-hmm. and lots of drinking. I like Just an insane amount of drinking. Have you heard a lot of people say Letterkenny rips off trailer park boys? I've heard that they're related. Mm-hmm. Well, because they're both Canada they're both low class. Tropes. Yeah. Yeah. I like Letterkenny, but I've gotten to points where too much of the show is inside joke reference to earlier episodes. Ah. Uh, and I don't like that aspect of it's it. It's kind of like um, improv classes, 
or improv shows, I should say. So we mm-hmm. went to, when we were in New York, we went to an improv show, um, which was fantastic and hilarious. But towards the end, they kept referencing their previous bits. And at first it was hysterical, but later on you're just like, okay. I get it. I, I know. And the reason why is because as someone who's taking a lot of improv classes and comedy classes myself, the way they teach comedy is, comedy is only two things. The first one is inside joke. So they teach that inside jokes within the audience is, like, comedy and gets laughs. Yeah. So that's probably why they were doing that. They were taught to do that. The second one is surprise. When someone says something that you don't expect. Right. It's funny. And they're like, that's all comedy is. Just those two things. And I'm like, okay. That's that's not not true. true. It's not true. It's also poop jokes. (laughs) It's also timing. Timing is huge. But they That's don't enough teach on that. that. But they don't teach jugglers <laughs> that. So they have just their little diary of their gang activity, just like cute stuff they do, uh-huh. you know. Um, so I made a list of my favorite juggalo gang names. Um, there's a lot of them. I narrowed it down. Yes, this looks like a lot, but it's the narrowed list, I swear. Wait, it's the narrowed list of what? Sorry, say that. My again. favorite juggalo gang names. Because oh, they all have different names. Another really interesting thing about Juggalo gangs is that a lot of them associate with other already existing gangs, and a lot of those existing gangs are conflicting with each other, which I find really weird. There are Juggalo gangs that associate with the Crips, there's also others that associate with the Bloods, and there's ones that associate with the KKK, and there's others that associate with, like, um, oh god, what was it called? Fuck. It was, like, a predominantly black gang. It was just odd that i was like there's racist juggalo gangs and then there's like but black- the juggalo oh, you're weird. not supposed to be racist no they're not supposed to be racist acp i acp icp is against racism guys if you're gonna <laughs> join the gang know your material know your source material know your guys source material Come you can't go off book like that it's supposed to be organized we just went over this <laughs> <laughs> So my, okay, so the first one that made me laugh where I was like, what? The name isn't funny until you realize what they're referencing. Res Life, which is Fort McDowell, uh, Yavapai National Reservation, Arizona. It is a Native American juggalo subset. So Reservation Res Life. life. Oh my. Res Life is Reservation Life, and that's in Arizona. Another one in Tuscan, Arizona is the Tunnel Rat Ninjas. Okay. I really hope that's space. Which makes me think of Ninja Turtles. That's exactly, that's exactly, exactly it. Say. They basically were just like, we want to be the Ninja Turtles. That's taken. Well, what about rat ninjas? <laughs> what about what about tunnel rat what, ninjas? What if we live in tunnels instead of sewers and we're rats? But I like but how we're they... also ninjas. <laughs> we, I mean, we could be samurai, but ninjas are cooler. <laughs> Okay, so... Uh, ninjas! Ninjas! I really want to be there for this It's okay. Discussion. So in Aurora, Colorado, they have the A-Town Voodoo Clowns. A-Town for Aurora. Ew. A-Town Voodoo Clowns. Which Voodoo Clowns sounds like a, a Louisiana thing, to be honest. Like a, it absolutely does. You but can't put Colorado- voodoo in something and not have, like, voodoo background. Mm-hmm. Is there voodoo in Colorado? Maybe that's a huge scene there. Maybe. Tune in next week. To find out. <laughs> to find out. About voodoo in Colorado. 
So this one I liked because of the way they spell it is Critical Click Soldiers in Denver, Colorado. And Kelly here can see how it's spelled. It's a bunch of K's. It's critical as K-R-I-T-I-K-A-L. Click, which is click with a K instead of a C. And then Soldiers. With a Z. Which is S-O-U-L-J-A-Z. Like soldiers. All right. What's soldiers. going on in Colorado? Two of these have been in Colorado. They're stoned. Oh. So then there's the Lazy Psychopathic Goons of Colorado Springs, which I just thought was cute because they're like, we're lazy. But we're they only psychopaths. Do, they only do lazy psychopathic activity, which like, is like... Leave the remote on the other side of the room. Yeah, that's I'm gonna, crazy. You're lazy. You're gonna have to get up to get like, that. It's like breaking into someone's home, but like while they're home and just moving their stuff around in really inconvenient places and knocking things over like a cat and leaving. Yeah, that's the kind of or illegal just taking activity. a nap and that's how you get caught. Yeah, or like you took a nap or like you accidentally left something behind because you're lazy. Yeah, I like this next one. Again, how it's spelled is Juggalo Street Mafia, but with a dollar sign as an S. Okay. Well, And that's in Sedwick County, Kansas. I thought we got rid of that in the 2000s. I mean, maybe they were inspired by Kesha. I don't know. I thought we outlawed it. Um, Cottonmouth Click in Wichita, Kansas. Cotton and Click with a K again. I don't know why they do that. Is there a lot of Ks going on? ICP? I don't know, but they're not to be confused with Lake County, Florida's Cottonmouth Kings. Oh. Because Florida's the Kings. Hold on. <laughs> the Hang click on. is in Wichita, well, Kansas. Well, I mean, that absolutely makes sense. Oh, there's who's some gonna go to Florida? Who's gonna go to Florida and be like, no, y'all ain't Kings. Oh. We'll fucking kill you with a crocodile. Like, that shit is not gonna go well for you. I found some fun juggalo activity in Florida. Is it about crocodiles? Because I'm No, mean. but well, it's alligators. like... It's great. I'll just, just, you just wait for it. Fun fact. We so, don't have as many crocodiles as we do alligators in Florida. Anyway, continue. I mean, I believe that. Uh, so, sh- in Sheboygan County, Wisconsin, is Big Money Hustlers Sheboygan. Uh, and San Joaquin County, California, is Homies for Life, which just sounds adorable. It's so cute. It's it like little babies so got cute. together. It's like, and they're your- like, do you like ICP? Yeah, I like ICP. This is great. We should we should hang out more. Wait. Okay, let's let's have it. Let, let's be a gang. We'll call it homies for life. Oh my god, that's such a good idea, Carl. Oh my god, because we are homies for life. We are homies. We're homies and it's for life. And then later on, they I... grow up and they're like, "Well, we can't change it now. We're Fuck. homies for life, and we're still together because it's for life." I mean, at least it's true. Like homies for life, like. I feel like the most they do is graffiti, but it looks like crayon. Like, <laughs> like they like they graffiti, but with chalk. So right. it runs. So it so the rain like, makes we'll it get them this dead. <laughs> what the hell? It's gone again. Oh my god, guys! This one I thought was funny, and then I was like, oh, it's not funny. Which is the Three Eleven Mafia, which sounds like a Three Eleven gang. And I'm like, are they just stoners really into jam bands? Dude, it I turns out it's a Nazi group. Hello. But I heard <laughs> 311 at a gay bar in New York City, and it was phenomenal. Why was Wait. it phenomenal? As someone who's not a 311 fan, I need to know Never why. Mind. I'm getting 311 and TLC confused. <laughs> <laughs> Those are two drastically <laughs> different groups. They both have three 
characters, okay? I don't know why. 311 what? is technically two words. Well, it's just three let. But it's three characters. Three letters. It's three numbers. <laughs> it is three characters. You're right about that. Yeah. So in my mind, but yeah, that's in a Texas prison. And they're a Ku Klux Klan Aryan Nazi group. Oh, no. Which sucks. You don't belong in this group. Go find your, you, there's tons for you. Unfortunately, yeah. there's a ton of places that you can go. ICP is not one of them. You take your bullshit and you put it with your other bullshit and then you go die in a fire. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Just, just In that order. Go die in a fire with your shit. With your shit. All of it. Take your shit. Put it in a bag. Take it to your other shit. Put all that in a bag. Light it. Light it. Jump in it. Jump in it. That's how that goes. That's exactly how that goes. So the last, the last uh, gang name that I have on my list is uh, the 420 Goon Squad in Washington State, which just, again, sounds, just sounds ridiculous. The 420 Goon Squad. (laughs) They just get stoned in what, jaywalk? Like, what? (laughs) Okay, so the percentage of these names that were made in high school, I no. I feel like middle school for some of these. Middle school for some of these, like Homies for Life, which is my homies favorite game. For I knew you'd love it. I was like, I love this one. <laughs> it's my favorite one. For Homies for I Life. I really wanted on a t-shirt, but like written in like kindergarten. <gasps> we can make that. Homies, homies for Life. And it's spelled wrong and some of the letters are backwards. Oh my god. I love <laughs> it. You just gotta make sure people don't think we're ICP fans. Yes! Okay, so... There'll be a little clown face on it. So now that I've gone over my favorite gangs, um, I'm not... Surprisingly, I'm not gonna talk about the gang activity, because like I said, it's either really sad or just not that interesting. I am gonna talk about... This is a crime that did happen with Juggalos, just wasn't gang activity. And I was like, what the fuck? And I have photos of this dude, because I found his Facebook, because it's public. Oh, no. Because this crime happened in 2017. Oh, that's recent. Yeah, but it's also a really weird crime, and you'll find out. Okay. So, I'm just going to... Just here's an idea. Jonathan Strap. He's 24. Covered with ICP tattoos and has Facebook profile pictures like a cartoon with the words, Fuck off for a week. I'm at the Gathering of the Juggalos. And... I just, I really want to show you guys this guy's profile pictures, because they're just will, please show me. goofy as of fuck. Of course I want to see them. You I know what, we're taking a moment it's not a question. for me to pull these up, because I want to show our audience here, of course, and obviously these are going on the blog, because the dude made it public, it's his own fault. I'm sorry I'm creepy, but I had to know <laughs> what this guy looked like, because I'm just fascinated by shit like that. Okay. Okay, so here's the cartoon picture I'm referencing. Fuck off for a week. I'm at the gathering of the juggalos. Oh, so this crime. Oh. I'm at the gathering of the juggalos. There's a butterfly. <laughs> I don't know what the butterfly reference is. What is the butterfly for? I don't. I don't know. I'm going to email all these to myself so I can finally show the class. Yeah, it's just weird. Just a lot of photos of like, he's like a white, he's a white dude with dreadlocks. Like, yeah, you know, it's just that look. I have, I saved four of his photos because that's how bizarre this dude is. So, anyways, getting back to my story, I guess exhausting traditional routes of fandom, uh, Shrap honored the band and decided to remember a fallen juggalo by other more creative means. 
their friend a year prior, who was also a fellow juggalo, had passed away. So 27-year-old Shelby Nguyen's um, Shrap, and then their friends Nick Labs and Preston Blood Ruckus Hyde. I just like that Preston's nickname is Blood Ruckus. Uh, but anyways, so they decided to meet up at Shrap's house to perform a ritualistic memorial for their friend who died a year prior. Shelby offered up her right forearm for Shrap to cut with a machete, collecting the blood in shot glasses for the group to take shots. She was described as bleeding profusely, but her inch-long wound did not stop her from offering her pinky finger as a sacrifice after the group decided the initial blood drinking was not enough. Yeah. It took Shrap two swipes with his machete to slice the pinky, and I quote, clean off all the way to the palm. Gross. Yeah. Labs and Hyde. This is my favorite part. Labs and Hyde, the other Labs. two juggalos present at the makeshift memorial, attempted to stop her bleeding with a car lighter. And then a blowtorch. Oh, well, all of this sounds like great ideas. This is exactly how you honor your fucking friends. Meanwhile, Shrap stashed the severed pinky in the freezer, commenting that he would cook it and eat it later. Yep. So, Nguyen's went to the St. Mary's Hospital emergency room where staff told the police they believed the patient had been part of a cult initiation. Nguyen's claimed the amateur cauterization of her wound was more painful than the amputation, which I fucking believe. Yeah, because they used a fucking blowtorch! What the fuck? But said she was not under the influence of drugs or alcohol at the time oh of the incident. Oh my god, she did this sober? She offered up her pinky sober because she's fucking nuts. So Shrap was charged um, with second degree reckless injury, mayhem, and false imprisonment. And now I know you can be charged with mayhem as a crime? I mean, that's awesome. Um, I'm going to open this real quick, so just let's get ready for that. That, uh, that clack. That click, click, clack. And <sighs> <laughs> So this was not his first arrest, nor was it Hyde's. Who you was, don't say. <laughs> who Hyde uh, was seen running from his home when he spotted the police. Because what happened was they didn't call the police. The girl's boyfriend's mother did. Because her boyfriend. I guess she told her boyfriend what was going on. And her boyfriend was like, what the fuck, you crazy bitch? It's just a band. <laughs> I'm sure he was a juggalo too. Ain't no one that committed to a juggalo life without well, dating a fellow juggalo. He knows she's a really good person from the inside. Maybe he thought it was just a face. But. And now she has no baby. I continue my juggalo story because at in. As I went on researching more Juggalo activity, that is still not the most bizarre thing to happen in the Juggalo community. And this is where I'm going to bring up these photos. Oh, fuck yes. So first I'm going to show you John Kelly. Oh, the guy. This is the guy. Look at those dreads. Look One of them is very far off. Yeah. What's that boy doing? Like, oh, no. What is happening? I, I, dreads are so gross. I asked this girl... What do you do yeah. to get your dreads? And oh, she said, that... I literally don't wash it, and then I rub shit in it, and then I twist it until it stays that way. That's disgusting. Zach used to have dreads in high school. He had them for about six months, and he absolutely did wash his hair. A friend of his, who was a black guy with dreads, gave him dread wax Okay. to do it. Okay. See, this bitch was gross, and she smelled really bad, and all of a sudden, I knew why. He does... Get a little 
miffed when I make fun of white people with dreadlocks, but that's because I genuinely do believe I don't think white people should have dreadlocks. No, it's appropriation. That's how I feel, and I, I mean, I gave him a pass. It was early high school, and his black friends were like, do it, so. I mean, if they're literally handing the materials. But appropriation wasn't as big of a thing. That's true. Back then, so that's why I'm like. It's fine. It's a case-to-case basis. It is. It really is. So, um, anyways, I have more photos referencing this. So, it turns out, at the year, every year at the gathering of the Juggalos, there's always at least one person who does something so bizarre that they are a minor celebrity for that weekend. Oh my god, Zombie Kill of the Week! Something like that, yeah. Juggalo Kill of the Week. Juggalo- Except it's not murder, it's just jug- weird shit. Juggalo killing it of the week. Hey, hey, we'll so get there. So people do weird and bizarre shit sometimes in order to get that title. There's this one juggalette who repeatedly ejaculated on command, which I don't understand. Wow. How do you? I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know, and I chose not to look into it. No, I need to know. Then wait. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no, I don't need yep. to know. There's a juggalette. Who I took... have a lot of questions running in my mind, and none of them do I want to say out loud. So I. I will do this on my I'm assuming time. by ejaculate they mean squirt. That's what I was thinking. But that's but on still command? on command. How do you do it on you command? You just pee and maybe you put, I don't know. I imagine it's just like a lot of pee. I imagine you have like a tube of some kind that has a liquid in it and you just press a button and you're just like, I did it. Kind of like guar shows. Like what? Do you know, are you familiar with guar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You how they guar. have like the boot, the blood that comes out of the boot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how the penis. Exactly so It's like, like fake blood. But you're like, it's real, guys, mm. I swear. I've honestly, going to a guar show is absolutely a bucket list thing for me. And I know it's going to be lackluster going to a guar show now because they're not in their prime anymore. But I'm still just like curious. I don't even listen to guar. I just want to know what the fuck it's like to go to those shows. And all I know is that I you're going to end up with a lot of fake blood on you. Yeah, I don't know. Pit pit life sounds rough. That blood party we went to, they've been the guar shows. No surprise. Oh, fun. I, yeah, I wish I'd gotten there in, it, in its prime. I miss that blood party. Whatever happened to their blood parties? Well, they got divorced. Okay, well, that, <laughs> weren't they divorced during that blood party? That was their final one. Oh, well, that's sad. Well, we should have a blood party. We should have a blood party! Before you guys think we're... It's not horrific. real blood. It's not real blood. So my friends, Calm down. my friends who I used to be married used to have this thing every year, and I used to not be able to go because they used to hold it every year on my fucking birthday, which I would normally have plans because I have it Fourth of July weekend, which is my birthday. Uh-huh. They have a blood party, and what a blood party is is you show up in all white, and you get up, and they make they made this stage with like a white background and. When you arrive, they get a bunch of squirt guns and stuff filled with fake blood, and everyone sprays you with fake blood. And then they have, like, a barbecue, and you hang out, and we'll, like, play board games. And that's a blood party. And And there's a video of it on my Instagram. Yeah, and there's videos of us going to this blood party, and it was really fun. It was so fun. It was really fun. We drank heavily. Yeah, and just, just make sure that whatever you wear, you don't mind being stained forever. Yeah, because that's not going anywhere. But yeah, so that's a blood party, and it's fun, and it's not as menacing or as gross as it sounds. It's just a good time. It's just a fun time. Everybody wants to spray a little blood on somebody. I mean, you know. So yeah, there was a girl who repeatedly ejaculated on command. Still don't get that. I'm assuming it was just a lot of peeing. I don't know. 
or the juggalo who took ecstasy up the butt and then proceeded to suck tequila from a beer bong and vomited. That sounds like a trip to the hospital. Or there was a juggalo who spent a month walking to the gathering from the West Coast. And I'm assuming documented it or else I don't know why everyone would know about it. But my personal favorite mini celebrity of the gathering of the juggalos is this guy in 2013 who cut off his own nipples. But why? His name is Adam Roberts. That's a very normal name. His right nipple was removed in front of a crowd for a hundred dollars. And he Your nipples are worth so much more, people. He said, I've been getting mixed responses. A lot of what the fucks, you know, from people. Well, which no shit. So here's what the fuck. Because I saw a photo of this dude, and I'm, I'm going to pull it up for you, because his left nipple looks really oh, fucking no. weird. And oh, it turns no. out he actually, and you'll find out. Here. Ah! There he is. Why? Yeah, that's a couple. It's a juggalo. Juggalette, juggalo couple. Well, that's cute, I guess, but why? So, anyways, about ten days prior to this, Adam's friends back home in Alton, Illinois, offered to pay him cash to cut off a nipple, thinking he would never do it. Well, the 25-year-old has extensive body modification plans. His face is already a tattooed corpse paint mask. Which I will post a photo, which that's his face. That's a tattoo. Who hurt you? And he has, like, a giant gauge septum piercing, like, through his nose. So he is he is no stranger to pain. He looks like he's trying to end up on Ripley's Believe It or Not, but then somebody got there first, and he was like, well, fuck, I'm halfway there. I'm going to try something else. And so, so he keeps trying shit, and it's all half-assed. Yeah. That's what it looks like. On top of all of this, he actually had intended to remove his nipples someday. He intended to go get that procedure done. And I think he's one of those people who, I'm not sure, I'm going to guess there's people out there who identify as, like, an alien, who, like, don't want to look human. Okay. And I think he might be one of those people. Honestly, what disturbs me is that you could have gotten so much more. I know, I know. Especially at a festival. People would have given you hundreds upon hundreds you could have made like Mm -hmm. way more minimum five hundred dollars to do that shit yep what are you thinking yep that's and then sell the nipple because people are fucking weird and you're at a juggalo fest wait wait you're gonna get there oh well okay so so he made a hundred dollars because he sold it no so the hundred dollars wasn't to cut it off it was to sell it this is not a businessman No, no, it's not. So uh, this usually costs money to get a procedure like that done. So Adam figured he was saving if he did it on a monetary dare. He says, I'd rather get paid than pay. So his cousin sliced off the right one 10 days before. No, he cut the left one. That's a mistype. I typed that wrong. He cut the left one. I don't know. It looks like it was the right one. It's the right one. That's the right one. But that one, that one's Oh, that one's already killed. Oh, no. It's already gone. Yeah. (gasps) Oh, my God. It's a wound. It's healing. You're going to have to wear band-aids on that. I mean, it looks disgusting. There's no way that that wouldn't chafe. Yeah. That's probably why he's not wearing a shirt, Kelly. (laughs) I know. I know. It's really gross. But I was like, what the flying fuck? I was reading this earlier and trying to tell Zach about it, and he was like, why are you like this? I, like, why I would have hung up on you. I love you to death, 
And but I, being your boyfriend during this period sounds like a nightmare. To be <laughs> okay, so his cousin cut his left nipple off, but that was for fifty eight dollars. So for that feat, he profited fifty eight dollars. Though he thinks he'll ultimately earn more for the actual severed papilla. So they paid him fifty eight dollars. To cut it off, but he still has it to sell it. He said, I got a buddy who's buying it to put it in his living room as a conversation piece, he explained. They're still negotiating a price. In the meantime, the soon-to-be centerpiece is sealed in a plastic bag back in Adam's home freezer. At least replace them. Put something on them. So, I don't, it's, uh, my so, nipples hurt so bad I'm right sorry. Now. So once that sale happened, Adam's other friends wanted to buy his remaining nipple. And he said, I was like, Welp, I'm going to try to auction it off at the gathering. He recalled laughing. I didn't know I could sell them. His friend JT, who cut it off at the jump off stage, bought it for $100. He wants to patch the preserved nipple onto his hat. So standing along a dirt pathway with his megaphone barking friends, Adam eagerly pulled down his neck of his gray tank top, where his right nipple used to be, was a fleshy red raw circle, and the left side looked like a cigar burn, because it was already cut off and healing. His torso is covered in red speckles, and uh, he and the reason why his torso is covered in red speckles is because he had been stapling dollar bills to his chest. So he had already been stapling money to his chest prior to this. I'm going to just, I'm going to say it. He's probably a masochist. Okay. And really into pain. Sure. Only sure. Sure. He's, he's also very, very dumb. Not even for just doing these things, but you could make way more money. If you're getting pleasure out of it already and you, you're going to do it no matter what, make a buck. And I don't mean a literal buck because you could make like 50 bucks. Well, he did. For a single book. No, but if people are going to, like, staple shit to you, Mm -hmm. make it $50, be like, oh, or you have to at least, it has to at least be a $10 bill. People would be like, that makes sense. I want to hit you with a stapler because people are fucking crazy. And they would do it. They would. Also, they would pay $600 for a nipple, and they would pay $600 to watch you cut off your nipple. So, maybe... I don't, this should not be the part that bothers me. Ha <laughs> ha, the stapling? It's the, the stapling? money part. You're the money, money part, money. So at the gathering, after cutting off his nip, two young women approached Adam to talk about his missing nipples. He says to the girl, this girl I know once ate a pile of horse shit for $100. And the other girl squinted in disgust, ew. But then she reconsidered, $100 is kind of a lot if you think about it. What? What are these people Adam, from the 70s, maybe? Why would that be a 70s trait to eat I horse shit? No, no, not the horse shit part. But if you think $100, $100 is kind of a lot, $100 ain't shit now. I know. And in 2013, it was $100 couldn't even get you a class at Orange Theory. So Adam winced and said, I don't know if I could eat a pile of shit for $100. That's gross. He'd have his nipple cut off for $100, but he will not eat shit. So I, I'm going to give him that. Oh, oh, God. My nipples hurt again. So another great honorable juggalo mention is the Sausage Castle of Florida. 
an Orlando Juggalo commune. Of course. Did they eat lots of sausages? Which, yes, I have photos of. Oh, no. This is one of them. This is a sausage. That looks like a very nice booty and not a sausage. Okay. Yeah, a lot of hot girls go. Yeah, what is it with hot girls and ICP? There's weird nipple cutting offer dudes. And then there's these hot chicks. So the Sausage Castle of Florida. That I'm which I was like, oh my god, what the flying fuck is that? I have to know, especially since it's Florida and Orlando and a Juggalo commune. What the fuck? Unfortunately, it is no more because it burnt down in 2017. Oh, poor Sausage. The Castle. burnt down Sausage Castle event of 2017. No one was injured. But, Life's never been the same in Florida. But people do think it was arson. After the great tragedy. So, the great tragedy of 2017. Those fucking rat ninjas went in there. <laughs> the sausage castle burned down of 2017. So, Mike Busey owns and ran the wildest home in America dubbed the sausage castle. He claims to own, he claims it's the wildest. He compared People compared it. Oh, sorry. As the low-class version of, uh... Great Castle. No, Playboy Bunny Mansion. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Sausage Castle. I was... Okay, when you said Sausage Castle, my thought was not immediately, oh, it's like a porn thing. It was, oh, it's like crystals... It's like actually just Italian sausage. <laughs> I really, I literally, my first thought was White Castle. Like, oh, they make little hot dogs instead of burgers. Yeah, so here's another photo. See all the hot girls with their... There are so many cute girls. What are you doing? Florida, You dude. don't have, You can date people with Unders- nipples, ladies. People undersell themselves You can date dudes with nipples. They're really not that bad. Date dudes with nipples. Yes, because all juggalos cut their nipples off, clearly. I mean, they consider it. Why are there They're, so many hot girls? He hosts sex parties for people who want to act out their fantasies. The self-dubbed king of rock and roll, Debauchery, has also worked in the entertainment business. Okay, so it says he's worked in the entertainment business with Jackass, 3-6 Mafia, MTV, and Girls Gone Wild, and Playboy. But the thing was... Jackass and MTV featured the Sausage Castle. He didn't work with them prior to the Sausage Castle. They basically heard about it and were like, we have to do a story on this. And Jackass visited the Sausage Castle. Because why wouldn't they? So he, uh, Mike Busey claims that he's got one foot in Hollywood and the other foot in the dumpster. Okay. He, he does was, have a, is that the dude? The, yeah, The, the guy him. with the piggy? The guy with the pig in the in the shotgun. His piggy's real fucking cute. Yeah. I like this random dude with the motorcycle. So these girls just work at the sausage party. They're not juggalos. Um, I don't really know. I just know it's a big juggalo place to go. Like, a lot of juggalos live there. They I'm all fine like ICP. It, I'm perfectly fine with it being, like, a juggalo whorehouse. But it's just, like, a as long as they're not juggalos. I don't know, man. Because that makes no sense to me. If you saw these butts. If you saw these butts. They're really good butts. Let's see. I'm going to, hold on. I'm going to type in the Sausage Castle Juggalo. Florida wants to bulldoze the Sausage Castle Juggalo. No shit. (laughs) They're just like, when Florida says this is a crying shame and we don't want it in our fucking state, that's when you know you have a problem. Oh my God. Look at this. No! How a Juggalo commune saved Christmas. Vice article. Let's go. 
Hold on. This is a whole new story for everybody. I need to know how a Juggalo commune saved Christmas. In the parking lot of a Walmart in St. Cloud, Florida, two men spray white paint on a 42-year-old, 500-pound-plus black man. His name is Big L.A., and he's a member of the Sausage Castle, a Juggalo commune 30 miles outside Orlando, known for its raunchy parties where a drone occasionally pulls an American flag out of a drag queen's asshole. So, uh, Mike, allegedly Gary Busey's nephew runs the party house with a veteran named Rowdy Robbie and a lesbian juggalette feminist who goes by Case Kush. They live with other several roommates. Their crew functions as an alternative family for outcasts like Big L.A., a little person who calls himself Sexy Midget. Over the years, they have decorated their house with stripper poles, placed flashlights in walls, and painted a mural of Michael Jackson and E.T. Their Wi-Fi password is America, fuck yeah. Are you looking up the lesbian queen of... Yes! I really want to fucking see what she looks like. I still can't tell which one you are! This is like going to a Facebook page and then not seeing a single... Oh, there she is. She's hot. She is hot. What the fuck?! Alright. I I thought jugglers were just a bunch of... I did not expect them to be hot. Let me just put it that way. A lot of them are not. I'm going to say this right now. The famous ones are hot. Well, that makes sense, because they're rare beasts. Also, there is a Juggalette beauty pageant that happens every year at the Gathering of the Juggalos. One year, which I cracked up, the 2019, the one one last year, um, for the talents, there was like a twerker, there was like girls who chug beer and other things, but the girl who won was a poet and read poetry, which I found really funny. That's wholesome. It maybe, was. Maybe they'll use her lyrics in an ICP song. Probably not. Anyways, this Probably is the five. Not. This is one of the five hundred pounds dude who lived there, who was really, who's really <coughs> famous there. No, stop it. But anyways, uh, yeah, this is all great. I'm sorry you guys can't see any of these photos right now because I'm on my laptop. So he's got yes, he has toured so. Mike Busey has toured all over America with his live stage show, taking his wild rock and roll debaucherous circus to nightclubs and music venues. Not last year, but in, I think it was in 2016, he offered sex acts to soldiers at the Sausage Castle as a thank you for services to the country. So it's based in the Swamplands near Orlando, Florida, about an hour drive from Disney World. Clearly they don't know where Disney World is. Can you tell I copy-pasted it? It says Disneyland. It's Disney World. The castle burnt down to the ground after a fire broke out on January 11, 2017. No one was injured in the fire as the castle had been left empty for the past six months prior. Well, it's a very uneventful castle. The Sausage Castle is ridiculous. I still want to know how they saved Christmas. Every Christmas, the Sausage Castle proprietors and their friends give back to the community buying toys for single mom's kids i'm a scumbag but i have a big heart mike explains i'm like fucking florence nightingale excuse me this year they invited us being vice.com to tag along to bring the florida kids a white christmas big la has decided to dress as olaf from frozen that is not olaf from frozen that is a terrifying large man Covered in white paint. 
and he's probably going to have a nosebleed soon because it doesn't look like it's body paint. Look at that. That's not body paint. That's no. a, Wait, what is that? Spray paint? That's tinsel. No, they put tinsel over him. Oh, my God. You see the boa? He's, look at his face. He's miserable because he's about to have a nosebleed. So, did you know that Brendan covered himself in real fucking paint when he was Pikachu at Dragon Con and everybody thought he did cocaine because he was bleeding from the nose from the fucking actual paint that he put on his body? He was Pikachu so long ago. Honestly, the photos of him as Pikachu are cursed images. Yeah, because he's they're fucking, fucking dying. <laughs> they're fucking cursed images. Like the first time I saw one, I was like, "It was literally you our did what? It was literally our first date conversation was how he got hospitalized because he was, he was Pikachu. What a dirt. <laughs> oh god. Oh my god. Okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's my. My clown juggalo stories. Man. I really went in on that. I, you know? Yep. All right, so tell me your half-assed clown research, Kelly. I want to know who the fuck this dude you brought up. <laughs> Laughing Jack. What, is that a creepypasta? It's a creepypasta. Okay. okay. So, honestly, I was looking for this one specific creepypasta. Well, it was on No Sleep. It was on um, r slash No Sleep. Okay. There's a podcast known, called No Sleep Podcast. It's great. They just do, like, the best ofs, basically. But they had this one story where there was this kid who, like, had a free TV. It, like, came with the house. And his parents were just like, eh, fuck it. You you can have a TV for your room because we weren't planning on this and we don't have any money. And so he starts watching it, but there's only one show. And it's, like, this creepy clown show where, like... Everything they do is a little disturbed, and they, you hear, like, a studio audience, but there's never a studio audience. And every night, they, these clowns sneak into the house, and they're, like, literally just watching a family do normal activities from, like, different spots in the house. And there's a studio audience, like, laughing the whole time because nobody knows that they're there. And they keep doing things around the house, like knocking over a glass or knocking on the door or something to, like, freak them out. And, like, the studio audience laughs at what they see. And then at night, um, like, when they all go to bed, they go in and, like, stick this tube in through their ears and, like, suck out blood through their head. And, like, what? all this. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the kid is watching the show and he's like, this is a really, this is, this isn't real. But the whole time, like, the studio audience is, like, laughing and all this shit. But this isn't funny. This <clears throat> is weird. Well, it's a creepypasta. It's supposed to be. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just talking about from that kid's perspective. Yeah. So he's just watching it. And then one day um, he's watching it and he sees this family. They're going through it. They're going through all the motions, doing all this creepy shit and stuff. And then when it gets to the sucking out the blood part, he sees one of his classmates. And he's like, well, how did my classmate get on this show? That's crazy. You know, and he's like watching the whole thing happen. And um, he goes into school the next day, and his classmate isn't there, and he's not there for the next week. And um, finally, he's, you know, everybody's like, well, he's, you know, everybody's like freaking out about it. Who's missing? And um, so they're just like, so the kid speaks up, and he's like, well, or like a teacher makes an announcement, and he's like, he's been, he's dead, blah, 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 body's been found. And the kid's like, well, no, that's that's not right, because I saw him on this TV show and, like, told him all about the TV show. And uh, 
It was, I forget how it ended, and this is why you didn't save it. Find it. It was on a podcast that I literally listened to like Kelly. last year, and this Kelly. is the one I was looking for. Ah, oh, Kelly. So that's the one I didn't find. Motherfucker, I want to know the ending of that. I why did you do that to us? I'm sorry. I forgot. I got, like, to the end of the story before I realized that I don't remember how it ends. I hate when that happens. Yeah. Well. So. Anyways, I guess I'll edit that out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go look um, for it, because it's a good creepypasta. Okay, there is one that I found. It's called Laughing Jack, and I wanted to talk about it because, um, number one, it's listed as, like, the scariest clown story on No Sleep. Or okay. Um, which seemed promising. It didn't freak me out super bad, but um, I'm also a freak. So, also on top of that, recently, like I think 2017, 18, a little girl committed murder because of this story. What? Yeah, kind of like a Slenderman situation. Oh my god. Well, those girls who blamed the Slenderman thing, that was fucking stupid. They clearly didn't know their Slenderman lore and were stupid to blame Slenderman for their murder. Um, okay, so I'm not gonna do this whole story because it's, like, way too long to go fully into, but I will give you, like, the gist of it and tell you the creepiest parts, in my opinion. Okay. Um. I'm here for it. Let's do it. Okay, so... Basically, it's about a single parent, a father, and his kid is, like, a quiet type, doesn't have a lot of friends. He just kind of hangs out by himself, does his own thing. He's an introvert, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, one day, his kid is playing in the backyard by himself, but he's in the kitchen, like, making snacks, and he hears him out in the backyard talking to someone. So, he goes outside to check on him and calls him to come inside but like nobody's there which weirds him out a little bit mm-hmm. um kid comes inside and he's like hey were you i thought you were talking to somebody he's like yeah i made a new friend it's like okay well who's your friend it's like his name's laughing jack oh where is he shouldn't he have come inside and he's like no he's a clown he can't come in he's a clown he has long hair a big swirly cone nose he's got long arms baggy pants stripey socks and he always smiles he sounds like one of the clowns from the killer clowns movie the killer clowns from outer space yeah that's what he sounds like well he sounds creepy as fuck um anyway so the dad is like okay you fucking weirdo i love you you're my child but you're also a freak and then he goes to bed but he has this nightmare it was dark i was in some kind of rundown amusement park I was scared, running through an endless field of empty tents, broken down rides, and abandoned game huts. The whole place had a horrible look to it. Everything was black and white. The prized stuffed animals were all hung from nooses in the game huts, all with sick grins stitched on their faces. It felt like the whole park was looking at me, even though there wasn't another living soul in sight. Then suddenly, I began to hear music play. The sounds of Pop Goes the Weasel being played on a squeeze box, echoed through the park. It was hypnotizing. I followed its tune to the circus tent, almost in a trance, unable to stop my legs from moving forward. It was pitch black. The only light came from a single spotlight shining on the center of the big top. As I walked towards the light, the music slowed down. I hate that. 
Um, Bip. As I walked towards the light of the music, the lights went down. I found myself singing, <laughs> unable to stop singing along. So here we go. <clears throat> the Monkey Shoots the Weasel song. <laughs> which so, we're not going to do again. Which we just did. And we stopped at just the right time because the music stopped right before its climax. And suddenly the light shot on. The intensity of the lights was practically blinding. All I could see was a small dark silhouette shuffle towards me. Then another one appeared. And then another. And another. There were dozens of them all coming towards me. I couldn't move. My legs were frozen. All I could do was watch as the haunting figures drew me nearer. As they got closer, I could see they were children. As I looked at each one of them, I noticed they were horribly disfigured and mutilated. Some had cuts all over their body. Others were severely burnt, and others were missing limbs, even eyes. The children enveloped me, clawing at my flesh, dragging me to the ground, and tearing inside me. As the children tore me apart and I faded away, all I could hear was laughter. Horrible, awful, evil laughter. Um, so yeah, he has this really fucking bad dream. Yeah. And he wakes up being surrounded by his kids' toys. This is the dad? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I thought this was the kid. No. Okay. So the dad had this dream, and then he wakes up seeing his kids' toys just, like, lined up all around his room. Oh, shit. Okay. And he's just like, okay, this is a weird prank. My son is an asshole. So he takes his toys back to his kid's room. The kid looks at the toys, and he's horrified. And he's like, Jack did it. And so the dad's just like, okay, whatever. Whatever, dude. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> later that day, he takes his son out to play outside again, goes inside, and then he ends up taking a nap because he got no sleep before because of the nightmare. Um, yeah. But realized that he had slept way longer than he meant to and had been asleep for two hours while the son was outside. So he wakes up, freaking out, goes to the back door, can't find his son anywhere. And then he hears the music playing from the front of the house, and he runs out to the front and finds his kid. But his kid is sitting there just eating candy. And so his dad runs up. He's freaked the fuck out. He's like, who gave you this candy? Where did this candy come from? He's like, well, Jack gave it to me. He's like, I'm fucking tired of this Jack shit. This is really important. Where did you get the fucking candy from? And he was like, it was Jack. And he was freaking out. And the kid's getting upset. And he's like, okay, you need to calm down. It had to have been one of the neighbors. It's fine. So later that night, um, he wakes up to the sound of clattering downstairs, like huge smashing and everything else. And he runs downstairs and finds everything in the kitchen has been smashed. Everything in the living room has been knocked over, and their dog is hanging from the ceiling. No! <laughs> with his with his stomach cut open. No! Yeah. People gotta stop with the dog shit. Yeah. So he calls the police. They all say that everything's fine. He runs to the neighbors, tries to tell them what happened. Or, sorry, I did that out of order. But he runs to the neighbors, tries to tell them what happened, gets his kid out of the house, obviously. And all the neighbors look at him like he's crazy, but they call the police Police say, like, it must have been somebody who, like, got in, did all this shit, and there's nothing that they can really do, which I think is bullshit, but anyway. Yeah. But the dad knew better. He knew all the doors were locked, and he knew that there was, like, a security system in the house, and there was no way that anybody broke in, so it meant that somebody was already inside the house when this happened. He tells his son, it's okay, you're going to be safe tonight, 
um, don't go outside during the day, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're going to stay in. Um, and yeah. so he sleeps with a knife next to his bed. The kid or the dad? The dad. Okay. So. It's like, not smart to give the kid a knife. Wow, I remembered this very, very well. Sorry we haven't responded in a second. But. So he tried to stay up as long as he could, but after a few hours, he started drifting off. Um, just as I, oh, also he got a baby monitor and put it in his kid's room so that, like, if anything happened, he would hear it. Where is, is he a single dad? <laughs> He's a single dad. So, just as I lay my head on the pillow, I heard a soft noise coming from the baby monitor I had put in my nightstand. At first, it sounded like interference, like the kind of radio, like the kind a radio would make. Then it turned into a soft moan. Was James asleep? Then I heard it. The laugh from my nightmare. That horrible laugh. I sprung up from the bed and grabbed the knife from under my pillow. I rushed over to James's door and creaked the door open. I tried the light switch, but it wouldn't come on. I took a step in, and I could feel the warm, thick liquid on, under my feet. Suddenly, James's nightlight came on, and I could see the absolute horror laid out in front of me. James's body was nailed up on the wall, the nails piercing through his hands and feet. His chest was cut wide open, and his organs hung down on the floor. His eyes and tongue had been removed, along with most of his teeth. I was disgusted. I could hardly believe this was my baby boy. Then I heard it again, a soft, desperate moan. James was still alive. My baby, my poor baby, in so much pain, barely clinging to life. I ran across the room and vomited on the floor, but my sickness was interrupted by a horrible cackle coming from behind me. I spun around while still wiping bile from my mouth. Then out of the shadows emerged the fiend responsible for all of this horror, Laughing Jack. His ghost white skin and matted black hair hung down to his shoulders. He had piercing white eyes surrounded by dark black rings. His twisted smile revealed a row of sharp, jagged teeth, and his skin didn't look like skin at all. It almost looked like rubber or plastic. He wore a patchy black and white clown outfit with striped sleeves and socks. His body itself was grotesque, his long arms hanging down past his waist, and the way he was poised made him look almost boneless like a rag doll. He let out a sickening laugh as if to let me know he was pleased with my reaction to his work. Then he turned around slowly in front of James and began to laugh even more at the horrific sight he, he had laid out. That was enough to shake me from my terror. I snapped, get away from him, you bastard. I rushed at the monster, raising the knife above my head and stabbed down at him. But as soon as the knife touched him, he disappeared in a cloud of black smoke, and the knife passed right through him and pierced James's still beating heart, splashing the blood on my face. So... He kills his son, who is terribly hurt. So he gets obviously. framed for murder. So he gets framed for murder. And he goes to... <clears throat> and he ends up, actually, in an asylum. Well, I would, too, after that. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he ends claiming, up in an he's asylum. He's claiming an invisible clown did it. Right. And so he ends up at the asylum, and he's like, everything's good here. It's safe. Except somebody keeps playing Pop the Weasel outside my window. And so he looks outside, and he sees it. And he sees, like, Laughing Jack, like, looking at him through the window, playing the music. He's like, I'll talk to an orderly about it in the morning. And goes to sleep, because he's obviously drugged the fuck up. Yikes forever. So that's Laughing Jack. So you weren't there when Kimmy and I played Little Misfortune. 
Mm-hmm. But it's about this little girl who has this, like, really fucked up home life and how it's affected her as a small child and whatever. And her catchphrase is, yikes, forever. And I love it. Yeah. It's because she just, like, something creepy will happen or something will die or something grotesque happens happens and she just goes, yikes, forever. (laughs) What a cutie. Yeah, it is pretty cute. It's a really sad game. Oh. Anyways. So Laughing Jack is a creepypasta. But, so after that, the reason I wanted to do it is because, like, shortly after that, shortly after that, an actual murder happened. So an actual murder happened. Where this Indiana girl stabbed her stepmother. She set the house on fire and stabbed her stepmother multiple times, saying that Laughing Jack told her to do it. And it was shortly after the two girls who murdered for Slenderman had done their thing. Mm, So I've never heard of Laughing Jack, but you know what I have heard of? Hmm. Is the uh, chain mail letters I used to get in elementary school through email about the clown... That would kill babysitters. Oh, no. Did you ever hear that one? No. It's a big old famous one that I literally was terrified of as a kid. Is it creepypasta? It was a creepypasta before creepypasta was, like, a term. Right, okay. It was a chain letter. You know, it was, like, send this to seven people or else it'll come visit you kind of a thing. And a really big popular one that I got more than once, and you better believe I sent it to ten fucking people, because ten- that shit's not happening to me. Ten-year-old Katie was taking no fucking chances. Because it's probably not real, but on the slight chance that it might be. It don't hurt. I ain't doing it. <laughs> it don't hurt to be someone's spam. I don't care. Didn't even know what spam was. For real. So, um- there was, there's two creepypastas in particular that really stuck with me. This is absolutely one of them, because I think it was the very first one I ever received, which is why I think I remember it so well. So the story goes, a babysitter comes to babysit this kid who's, like, maybe six. The parents are, like, they have a really strict bedtime. Just make sure you get them into bed by eight, like, blah blah so early. Whatever. And they're like, okay, so they, I mean, for a six-year-old age. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I missed that part. So they get the kid in the bed, and they're just, like, really unsettled by this giant clown doll that the family owns. Oh, I know. Yeah, I think I've mentioned it to you before. Yeah. And so they're just, like, really unsettled by it, and every time they see it, they're like, God, this thing fucking, like, creeps me out. It's just, like, weird decor in their house, and they're like, it just gives me goosebumps. I, like, feel like it's looking at me. Like, I don't like it. And so after, after a couple hours of this, they're just like, this is freaky. This This is freaky. They call the parents, and they're just like, hey, this clown doll is, like, honestly kind of freaking me out. Like, would it offend you if I covered it with, like, a blanket or something? And the parents just go, what clown doll we don't own a clown doll and then all of a sudden the clown doll all all of a sudden the parents just hear a what and then screaming and the the phone hangs up and they come home to a murdered babysitter and child and basically it was some freak going to a house posing as like a fake doll to murder kids and babysitters 
or whatever, which is stupid. And it was just like, send this to 10 people if you don't want the murder clown to visit you. Except there's shit like that. Like, there, I heard, when I was looking up um, clown shit, there is one where, like, literally this guy just showed up dressed as a, cow- as, a as a clown to this woman's house and shot her in the face. Like, what? For no fucking... He just was a clown and shot her that, that guy It's was- an unsolved one. Like, nobody knows who it was or I assume- why. I, well, I mean, it was, like, a full, like, outfit and red nose and everything else. So. I thought you were going to cover the creepy clown people in the woods that would try to lure kids into the woods. I almost did. I don't know. I was just kind of like... I don't think there's any like, real crime around that, though. Here's the thing, is I really just didn't want to do anything People real. Are like, already, obviously, okay. like, the first one that comes to mind when you think of creepy clowns, at least in my mind, is John Wayne Gacy. John Wayne... Isn't John, John Wayne, Wayne Gacy? John Wayne Gacy. Because his mom right. named him after the cowboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Wayne. So, it's... The first one that comes to your head, I think, almost for everybody, is John Wayne Gacy. But I was like, we're not a true true crime podcast. We're not a true crime podcast. Uh, In case y'all didn't know, based off of us talking about literal fictional creatures in war, we're not a true crime podcast by any sense of it. Plus, there's so much out there about John Wayne Gacy, like, so many podcasts, too, where I'm just like, I'm not going to do this. You can find this literally anywhere. Everyone knows about John Wayne Gacy. He's one of the most famous serial killers of the last 100 years. Yeah. He's up there with Ted, Ted Bundy, Bundy and with, um, oh my God, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, Jeffrey and, Dahmer. Uh, uh, Jack Char- the Ripper. Charles Manson. Charles Manson. Jack the Ripper is actually an unsolved mystery. And actually, I have some weird little fun facts about Jack the Ripper. Is they theorize that he actually might have moved to New York after. Well, there was a guy who said that, like, while he was being burned at the stake or decapitated or something, he admitted to being Jack the Ripper. But nobody knows if it was actually true or not. No, a lot. That's the issue. Is a lot. A lot of people people were just like, "I'm Jack the Ripper," and it's just like bullshit. No one knew if it was a copycat or not. Yeah, who does it? You know, that's a whole other level of psychotic. Where you're just like, oh, I'm the Zodiac Killer. Oh, I'm Jack the Ripper. Like, why? Why do you want to be this? They want to be famous and known throughout yeah. history for something, I guess. The interesting part about Jack the Ripper to me, I know, I'm sorry, sidebar, unrelated to clowns. Although, I mean, murderers in their own way are fucking clowns. But, they are clowns. Um, they're, they're fucking, fucking clowning around with fucking the bullshit. idiotic clowns is that I really didn't know that there might have been a potential, either he moved or a potential copycat killer in New York after that. I really didn't know that. Yeah. Because obviously Jack the Ripper, we all know, takes place in England. Right. And he killed, I think, three prostitutes. But it, what made it super weird was that all there was random organs missing. I thought it was more than that. Maybe it was five. It was three or five. Somewhere mm-hmm. around there. I think it was three, they were like, this is the same, and then two suspected. They were, like, confirmed. Like, three confirmed this was the same killer, and two, like, we suspect it's like, the same maybe killer. it could be. Yeah. I wish my brain could remember better, but that's just who I am as a person. And let me tell you, we ain't no fact-based podcast, that's for fucking sure. We're not fact machines. We just, we just entertainment value, so I hope you like it. So... <laughs> I just know that what they linked together was that there was random organs missing from the girls who were prostitutes at the time. It seemed that they were targeting prostitutes. Right. And that the cuts were so precise, it was like a surgeon had to have done right. this. Like, people 
someone who knows anatomy and knows where things are and how to cut up a human body clearly did this. Kind of like um, the su- Black Dahlia. Yeah, which suggests someone of maybe probably higher society if they're a surgeon or a doctor, you know, they're making more money. But it's also very possible that they mailed those letters, lo, 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 I'm Jack the Ripper, to the, uh, what, was it called? what was it called, Scotland Yard or whatever, the police department, and then bailed and went to New York. And then, because um, there was two more murders in New York that were so similar to Jack the Ripper's murders that they thought maybe it was the same person. But it's also possible it could have been a copycat killer, because there's a lot of not a lot of, but, I mean, there's other people with surgical abilities who could murder. I mean, unless the Black Dahlia and Jack the Ripper are the same person, which they're very spread out, so. I highly doubt. It's. I think it's very safe to say that there are surgical people outside of. Surgeons? You mean? Well, surgical people. I like that phrase. Surgical people. I want to say surgical people because they could be, like fucking jilted people who are just like i have the steady hands of a surgeon but i wasn't given my my dues i do really like the black dahlia uh elizabeth short uh subplot of american horror story yeah i like that they were like we're gonna tie all these crimes together until dude that's why i love once upon a time in hollywood you didn't watch once upon a time i haven't seen it yet it's so fucking good but you need to know like what the fuck is going on at the time otherwise it makes no sense all right, well, I feel like we're pretty much done talking about clowns. We're done clowning around. We're done clowning around. So you can check out our website, cotmpodcast.com, where we have a blog that I'm desperately trying to keep up but not doing a good job on at all. So please <laughs> forgive me. We have a Twitter, which is co. Oh my god, do I remember it? I think it's cotm podcast. I think it's cotm underscore podcast. I am horrible at social media. I'm sorry. And then our Instagram is chronomacabre underscore because chronomacabre was fucking taken by someone who doesn't use their damn account. I hate that. But anyways, so uh, keep it creepy, y'all. Keep it creepy. Music by freestockmusic.com.